0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto. Let's start with the uh, Packers and the Bears. Okay, I think that's kind of where we left off. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones was looking great like he was looking really good right yeah. and unfortunately uh, he ended up getting hurt on one of his long catch and runs um, he out, He might be out next week but let's see you know if he's out I think AJ Dillon will be a solid RB2 in his place uh, but AJ Dillon didn't look particularly well like when Aaron Jones left the game AJ Dillon came in and just uh, he stunk it up a little
2: bit <laughs> didn't look too good. I was going to say I stunk it up, so that's good word choice, 100%. Yeah, Aaron Jones, I was really impressed with what I was seeing. You know, even with, Jordan Love didn't look bad. You know, it wasn't like yeah. they were leaning all the way on Aaron Jones. It wasn't like he was the only person moving the ball. The offense looked pretty dynamic, you know, for not having Christian Watson, too. You know, if this is the type of scoring potential they might have, and granted, this is the Bears they played. They've historically owned the Bears. It just comes with being the Packers. But if this is the type of production we could see from the offense, and it's not just going to be like a middling offense. Like we saw a couple games from like the saints have plenty of talent, but they had a low scoring game. Like Titans had a low, they were in that game. It was a low scoring game. Like this, it could be a better offense than we were anticipating. So if Aaron you know. Jones is going to be doing this type of thing, you know, in these types of games, he could have, he could really come through at his ADP, which was really low. For
1: he could have a big year, he was definitely undervalued. The good news is that the Packers' offense might not be a shit show, Woo-hoo. right? Like, Jordan That's Love like, might away. be able to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we might be able to, like, you know, get some fantasy production, you know, out yeah. of this offense. Um, you know, Luke Musgrave, you know, he had a solid role, right? Three catches for 50 yards, looked really good on four targets. Jaden Reed, five targets. Romeo Dubs had five targets, but caught two touchdowns. The reports were before the game that he was going to get limited snaps, but he ran the same number of routes as Jaden Reed, only three less routes than Musgrave. So, and if we knew that, then Dubs would have been a lot more higher in my rankings, and he would have been a lot in a lot more lineups. Okay, so uh, I I don't think it's like super necessary to hold on to Reed, um, but I would like in a deeper league, maybe a fourteen team league or something like that. uh, Luke Musgrave, he ran a route on seventy seven percent of dropbacks, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, especially for a rookie. So he's a hold if you have him, and he's a pickup if he's available.
2: Yeah, 100%. I, I started Romeo Dobbs <laughs> in Ooh, our league. I, that Zach wasn't gonna... necessarily by choice. It might have been by injury about. warranting it. I had Christian Watson over, over him. I had I both it. of them somehow.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, on the other side of the ball, two catches for DJ Moore. Great. Absolutely bananas, dude. Jari Alexander... He was on him for about 60% of his routes. But what about the other 40%, man? The other 16 routes he wasn't covered for. Okay? Get your guy the ball. Like, I don't understand it. Like, these running backs were peppered with targets. But DJ Moore is not getting any targets, dude? Justin Fields threw the ball 37 times in this game. Okay? So, that wasn't the issue. Like, the issue that we were – the one issue that we were worried about with, with DJ Moore was that, like, oh, Often, this offense isn't going to pass the ball, but they passed the ball 37 times. Okay. So that's not, get, go get the ball to your best guy. You know, I'm, right. I'm hoping that gets fixed. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet each had seven targets. So if the target share does get corrected here, you know, I'm not sure how much, how viable these guys will be, but we know that they're good players, probably should be rostered. But, you know, DJ Moore has the bounce back,
2: right? Yeah. And there's plenty of time for this to get fixed. You know, there's still 17 weeks in the season now because they're 18 weeks total. But for me, it's just like, did somebody forget to tell the Bears to finish their whole plan with adding DJ Moore? Because we've seen over the past few years, you get your third year quarterback, a star wide receiver one, and then you throw to that wide receiver. They just left out that last step. They they didn't forget the last step. Yeah, that might be the issue. They should talk about that during the game plan this week.
1: Can you send uh, a Luke Getzey an email, Zach? Just send him an email. You know, just yeah, let him know. I, but like, I have him you know, a subject in my subject will be, "Hey, uh, you forgot the last step." And then just in right. the body, you can go and explain what 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 what's going on. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man. It was uh, just
0: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Khalil Herbert started the game for the Bears, uh, but it legit turned into like a three back committee after that. Uh, Roshan Johnson ended up with the most snaps because the Bears were down. He was their primary passing down guy. He was their two minute guy. Uh, which is good news for him. He had seven targets in this game on top of his five tar- five carries. Uh, if he's available on the wire, you probably want to add him. He can get more work in this backfield. Uh, my guess is that it's going to take an injury uh, for someone to really emerge from this backfield at this point. I thought Herbert would have a stronger hold on this backfield, but instead of it being like a 1A and then a 1B, it's like a 1A, B, and C right now. Um, so yeah. you know, it's going to be tough for me to start Herbert next week against the Bucs. He'll need big plays for him you know, to make it happen for him to be fantasy relevant. And, you know, he's shown that he can do that in the past. Uh, But right now it doesn't seem like the volume is going to be there for him.
2: No. And that was the concern about how this would shake out. And honestly, it looks like that's good news for Sean Johnson that they're using him in more ways than just the ground. They actually seem like they want to get him involved and he's over Deontay Foreman in terms of usage. And he had more usage than Khalil Herbert did yesterday. So, I think if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be one of those two. Like we had painted out this whole offseason saying it's going to be between Herbert and Johnson. But Johnson's worth a waiver wire pickup. I wasn't even considering Johnson having this type of week, getting any work in the receiving game. And part of that comes down to the game script that they were in. They were down from the start, and they were just playing catch-up the whole time. But if they're playing catch-up the whole time against the Packers, who I would consider still right now, even though they played well, middle-of-the-pack team, is there a chance we could see them playing from behind more often than not this season? Yeah, That's going to be tough, especially if you have Justin Fields at quarterback, the guy that wants to run. He threw 37 times. That helps also not only on the front for the receivers, but for the running backs as well because we talked about his passing attempts being way too low to sustain any type of receiver in this offense. That's one of my takeaways from this game. It looks like the passing might be there a little bit, but we'll see because this was playing from behind.
1: Let's move on to the Raiders and Broncos. Nine catches on ten targets for eighty-one yards and two touchdowns for the star Raiders wide receiver. No, yep, I'm not talking <laughs> about Devonta Adams. I'm talking about Jacoby Myers. Okay, Adams had nine targets. He caught six for sixty-six. Pat Sertain did a very good job against Adams in this game. Uh, you know, Jimmy G got it done with Jacoby. Very impressive by Jimmy you know, to be honest, you know, to be able to right. get his guys, the ball, you know, he did miss Devante on a couple of key throws, but I think he'll be able to get, you know, Devante right in a better matchup for him. Right. I think he just, he had another capable wide receiver and with Devante shadow playing, played well, you know, Pat Sertain going into next year and like potentially Pat Sertain might have a just a monster year this year. Right. So I'm not surprised. Um, but you know it's funny though because Devontae Adams last year, remember what he said after after he 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 did his thing against Sertan, He said like he's not there yet, and I'm sure you know a Michael Jordan meme. He took that seriously. He yeah. took what is that is that what he said?
2: I think it's, I I took that personally. Something like that. Wow. Yeah.
1: I I totally messed that up, didn't I? No, I you're fine. Totally it up. was close enough. No. Like there have been was much it? worse. I'm supposed to nail that. I'm supposed state. to nail yeah. that home. Didn't happen. That's okay. You know what I'm thinking <laughs> about right now? I'm thinking about drinking a couple beers in the parking lot tailgate of MetLife Stadium in a couple hours to watch my Jets. Hopefully.
2: And hopefully the road team doesn't come into MetLife Stadium and do your Jets like the Cowboys did the Giants last night. And I'm That's not gonna You're going to throw If you're going to throw in a Jets comment, I'm throwing in a Cowboys comment. Sorry. Had to happen. <laughs> but anyway, like you're saying so, to Kobe Myers, the Patriots No, I just lineage. want to mention one yeah, go ahead, one go ahead, thing sorry. though,
1: like The fact that more than seventy percent of targets went to Devontae and Jacoby, like, is exactly what you want to see. This is a tightly distributed target share to the guys that matter, right? So, yeah. And 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 I was going to mention Myers' head injury. You know, kind of scary. You know, hopefully he's Mm -hmm. fine and he can return at some point. Possibly out next week. I don't know. You know, but he should definitely be one of the priority ads on the waiver wire. You know, whether he's playing in week two or not. And and because you know, I didn't think that Jimmy G could like support these two guys but it seems like it's possible number one and number two like we know that Jacoby Myers is a good wide receiver yeah right and and, and that is also kind of playing into this as well
2: he's one of the overlooked wide receivers because that's the case that's what we were talking about at the end of last season even going in the last season we we're like well Jacoby Myers he's a good wide receiver he was just in a tough situation in, in New England now he's in uh, Las Vegas, and I didn't really think this could be very fancy conducive for him playing behind Devontae Adams. But like I said, that Patriots lineage must have been flowing through their veins. Jimmy G and Jacoby Myers are both former Patriots, and that connection was there. So I wasn't expecting to see Jacoby Myers have this type of game. I don't think it's going to continue where Jacoby Myers is out-targeting and outscoring Devonte Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams will find his way with Jimmy G. But the good news is, it you said it, It's not just Devontae Adams and nobody else. It's not just Jacoby Myers and nobody else. He could support two fantasy-relevant wide receivers. And this wasn't that high-scoring of a game either. So, like, if they have higher-scoring games, which could be the case, Josh Jacobs had a quiet day, you know, so if the whole offense gets clicking, we could see more points for both of these guys. And suddenly, Jacoby Myers, he wasn't even on anybody's radar coming into the season. No one was even thinking about him, I don't think. Were you? Because I wasn't. I just I I I I was I was fading him right I I just did I I thought about him I
1: thought about him and then I faded him
2: (laughs) and that was it (laughs) there's nothing appealing nothing stood out was like well maybe this would be a reason to target him He was just kind of there on the board but now yeah you know just one week we'll see if it continues hopefully he can't come back from that head injury I think he will I think it'll be sooner rather than later but if this can continue you know we're looking at two fantasy relevant receivers on the Raiders for the first time in a long time
1: I have uh, Jacoby Myers as number six in my waiver wire rankings. Okay. So we'll get to that here in a second. We'll we'll kind of skim through the rest of the games here. Um, I want to hit the Broncos backfield real quick. It was basically a split down the middle between Javante Williams and Samadji Pirine. I think they're both solid starters. I think it's going to upgrade Pirine just a little bit because he was used at the goal line. He was a clear two-minute back. He was a passing down back. And he was also used a little bit on early down, so he's doing a little bit of everything. Um, now, it's very possible that Javante's role increases, right, as the year goes on. Um, but the fact that both these guys are getting targeted in the pass game, that's awesome. Sean Payton offense is what to expect. Javante had five. Piran had four. Uh, Piran ended up leading the Broncos in receiving yards in this game. So, so pretty efficient um, with his work in the receiving game. Um, are you looking at both of these guys um,
2: as maybe, I would say, top 28 backs next week. <laughs> I was going to say top 30. That's what I was going to say. So it sounds like we're on the same page here. You know, I'm not expecting 27. Me- yeah, something like that. 26. Okay. You know what? 31. I think that's what we're we'll <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm looking at them pretty much in terms of what production I'm expecting from both of them. I think it's going to be very similar. I think Javante Williams has the chance to appreciate as long as he stays healthy. He's eventually yeah. going to take over the backfield. And that's the trajectory right now. Just as long as he follows that, you know, we'll be fine. Okay. But as of right now, they have the same value. Okay. Gotcha. Uh
1: Greg Dulcich, he has a hamstring injury. Not sure how serious, but if he does miss time, I think Adam Troutman should be on people's radars. He was already leading them in routes. Um, he was targeted on twenty two percent of his routes to begin with. So there is some streamer appeal here if Dulcich does miss some time. Um, I was really surprised with how little Marvin Mims played. Uh little Jordan Humphrey. Yeah. And Brandon Johnson played over him. That was like so that. disappointing to me, dude. <laughs> it was. Like I'm personally dropping Mims right now. Like it's possible that he gets back into the rotation at some point, but not a good sign, you know. With the opportunities right in front of him, you know, Jerry Judy out, you know, these guys were, weren't even on the team. They got activated from the practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: Brandon Johnson. That's not good. Like I remember, I good. saw the the first touchdown go to Little Jordan Humphrey. I was like. Why is Russell Wilson throwing these guys like he's doing everything he can yeah. to avoid the throwing of the guys we want him to like, but, then, sudden, but he he then you realize the that he wasn't
1: there. even playing and you're like, oh, okay. Like he hardly yeah. got
2: any routes. I'm just like, yeah, there's okay, not even whatever. It, it makes Weird. sense.
1: Head scratching, head scratching. Sean Payton. All back. right. M- moving on to <laughs> Dolphins and Chargers. Dude, what a game. What a
2: game. Like Love it was,
1: it. we hyped it up and it was everything and more,
2: right? It was everything um, Chiefs lines were supposed to be.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But 70 points in this one. Miami ended up winning 36 to 34. Uh Tua looked fantastic in this one. Tyreek, you know, one your fantasy matchup if you had him. 11 catches, 215 yards, two touchdowns on 15 targets resulting in 466 passing yards for Tua. Uh Raheem Mostert only got 10 carries in this game, uh but Miami just abandoned the run. <laughs> right? So yeah. Mostert ended up playing on 74% of snaps, which is awesome. He just didn't get too many touches. He did end up scoring though. You saved your day with that. Uh Miami was just pass first, pass often in this one. Uh, Waddle only had five targets, but still ended up with 78 yards. Uh, I wanted to mention Durham Smith, uh tight end for the Dolphins. He ran around on 80% of Tua's dropbacks. Uh he ended up with seven targets, second behind Tyreek Hill. Just a little name to monitor. I'm not picking him up yet or anything. Maybe a deeper leagues and the one the waiver wire, sure. If there's like 16 teams in your league or something like that, and you need a waiver wire option. Um just just real quick thoughts on on the Dolphins overall. If I didn't mention this is, it already.
2: I, I said it. Tua could have top five upside. As long as he's healthy, this yeah, is what we can could. expect. And I also said it, that Tyreek Hill, if he's going to get to 2,000 yards, he's going to have to go through Tua. 466 yards in the passing. Passing in the opener is fantastic. This was an excellent matchup, though, too. We have to look at it that way. Chargers, defense, we knew they were going to have trouble. And this was the thing we were worried about with Jalen Waddle. A lot of people were high on Jalen Waddle, But the issue that there would be is that Tyreek Hill is there and there are going to be games like this. And we see it first thing out of the gate. This is what you signed up for. If you drafted Jalen Waddle, he'll have his weeks, but this is like what you're going to be stuck with. You're gonna be looking at the guy that has Tyreek Hill. You can be like, Hmm, wish I was tired. Ty- the guy that had Tyreek Hill. Must be no nice. Yeah. <laughs> must be nice. But overall, both offenses look really good. You know, outside, not just we're talking about so the I, Dolphins I, a whole I, lot. I here will Southern say target.
1: though, Uh, With Waddle, like I think you know, when there are better zone, when there are teams that play a lot more zone, I think Waddle will end up doing his thing. Um, I did end up moving him down in my rankings initially, um, from where I initially had him because of the fact that I saw that. Oh wait, like Chargers do play a little bit more man coverage than normal, so that's kind of why I downgraded him to Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we did see Tyreek Hill catch a lot of stuff against zone in this game, yeah, right? So, like, when they did play zone, you did catch him. But then you saw a few few catches, you know, in man coverage as well with the safety over the top. He still beat him anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, on the other side of the ball, Mike Williams got hurt early, came back in the game. He missed about 10 routes or so, 10 dropbacks, ended up with five targets on the day. Could have had a better game, honestly. Uh, Keenan Allen saw nine targets. Now, Eckler saw his normal five targets along with 16 carries. Josh Kelly was very involved in the run game. 16 carries for him, uh, they
0: kind of rotated their backs throughout, like right? just like how Keller Moore did in Dallas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Right. So make sure to go pick up Kelly. Like He's also a priority ad as well this week. I think he can have some standalone value. This is a good offense. So it looks like they're going to have more of an emphasis on the run game. And it looks effective. They actually have a run game now. Um, so Eckler played on 50% of snaps. They, he ran around on 57% of dropbacks. You know, it's not ideal that for him that Kelly has a bigger role, you know, for his overall value. He could vulture some goal line touchdowns like he did in this game, you know, like that one touchdown. Eckler did get the early goal line touchdown, but then, you yeah. know, uh, for Kelly was on a little bit of a roll and he ended up with a goal line touchdown as well, similar to what we've seen in Dallas too, right? When somebody's on a roll, they got the goal line touchdown. Um, right. So what are your thoughts on this backfield?
2: I'm not sure. I I, I want to say that this is just, yep, this is Kelly Moore coming in and this is going to be Josh Kelly coming in and making things, making life difficult for Austin Eckler managers and Austin Eckler, you know, I want to say that, but I'm also just looking at like there were 80 snaps played in this game. That's a lot of snaps. And I get it. Like it's a pretty even split down the middle in terms of, you know, their usage on the field. But I'm wondering if this is going to hold up for Josh Kelly if there's fewer snaps in the game. This is high-scoring, high-octane. Obviously, the touches coming in the run game, you know, valuable, but Austin Eckler is still that guy in the passing game. He's going to hold on to his value that way. You can definitely pick up Josh Kelly. I don't want to say that you can't. You know, he's going to be a solid addition on the waiver wire if you can get him, but I want to see if this continues, if this is a trend and not just something we see at the beginning of the of the year because this was such a high-scoring High snap volume type of play, you know, this week. So we knew this was going to be a good matchup coming in. There would be a lot of points, and Josh Kelly got in on the fun. Good for him. But I'm wondering if there are fewer points scored in the game, if it's a 24 to 20 type affair, are we going to see Josh Kelly getting as many touches in the ground game? I'm just throwing it out there, you know. I'm just well, I, you know, the way I'm looking
1: bit. at it, and this is why we play. In percentages, why we talk in percentages, right, and, and not raw raw numbers, right? Because like right. A, a wide receiver can have, you know, like ten, like look at Zay Flowers, right? He had what ten targets or eleven, like ten targets or eleven targets in this target game. was yes, and it ended up being like a fifty percent target share, right? Uh, compared to Puka Nakua, who had fifteen targets and ended up with a forty percent target share, right? So like obviously the volume matters, but then when you play percentages, you're like, oh, okay, like Josh Kelly literally got fifty percent of the carries. Right. And which is something that doesn't happen. And on top of that, he was being rotated in and getting carries throughout the game. This wasn't just something that happened, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, in some sort of situation where Eckler was getting gassed or Eckler was, um, you know, this was a, um, like a, uh, a, a fourth quarter with them being up and they had to like just milk the clock or something like that. It wasn't that situation either. It was just being used differently. He was just coming in and he was getting, he was getting, he was running some routes, he was getting some carries and, you know, usually when Eckler wasn't on the field last year, it would be a situation where where they're just like, do have a different type of play call where Eckler might not have been involved, you know, on, on, you know, in that Eckler had a much higher percentage of carries and, and routes run, you know, in that compared to that running back room than he did in this game. So yeah, it is a one game sample, but given the fact that this looks so similar and how to how they use Zeke and Pollard um, in, in Dallas, I kind of feel like, you know, this is something interesting. And it also lines up with what Kellen Moore said when he first got there, that, you know, that he did like um, Josh Kelly and, you know, he did, he did allude to that a little bit. And, you know, I, I was like, all right, well, whatever, like, we'll see. Um, but uh, it's interesting. I I do have Kelly as my um, number four ranked waiver wire pickup this week, and we'll get into all those as well. This is the waiver wire episode, but it's turning into uh, another and some takeaways, uh, re- yeah. <laughs> uh, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But there's so no much. Listen, week one is so important to get into the details, though, because there's we're literally setting the groundwork for the rest of the season here, right? So yeah. it's just really, really important to go through all this stuff. Um that's and, why we're taking our time going through it.
2: And we're looking at everything that was said over the off season and seeing how it compares to what we saw actually. So like yeah, there's and, so and, many and, different things. Yeah.
1: The process to understand, right? Like yeah. how do we come to those conclusions and were, you know, did it make sense or not? Um mm-hmm. There was some hope that Gerald Everett could have a higher rap percentage, but, but he didn't. Um, you know, Him and Donald Parham are sharing that role. You know, they'll, they'll have their games, but Everett does not need to be rostered at this point. It's even a bigger split than it was uh, before.
0: So right. you, you can drop him if you need to. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.